And here we go, here we go! Raider Nation. Raider Nation. Welcome to the Silver and Black Hack Podcast. Your home for the most real Raiders takes, predictive stats, and advanced analytics. We bleed silver and black. Here are your hosts, Raider Heart and Raspy Raider. What's going on, Raider Nation? Welcome back to the Silver and Black Hack Podcast. This is the Raiders Chargers preview show. This is a big divisional game coming up. And in this action-packed episode, what are the Raiders playoff scenarios looking like for week 15 and going forward? Not looking good. What are the keys to the Raiders in terms of a victory over the Chargers in this obviously a must-win game here on Thursday night? And the injury report, quite simply, who's in, who's out, what impact does it have? And as always, Raspi and I are going to give you our predictions and scores for this matchup. And we're also going to have our second edition of Ask Raspi, the three best Raider questions that we got this week. And we got a lot of good ones. So looking forward to that. See what Raspi thinks. And Speaking of the the questions, guys, as always, I just want to remind you before we get going here, you can always reach us on social media, uh, Twitter, at Silver underscore Hack. You can reach us on Facebook and YouTube as well. Keep sending us your questions, guys. It's, it's you know, I've been really impressed with the, the quality and the amount, quite honestly, of questions that we're getting and, you know, keep that gravy train going. And uh, that's it's just really fun and exciting for me to see. And as always, guys, you know, I'm coming to you with my partner in crime, my co-host, the one, the only, Mr. Raspy Raider. Raspy, what's going on? You like my, that was my, I guess that was my Howard Cell voice. I love it. I love it, man. Keep it coming, man. It's hard to follow that up, man. I'm happy to be here. What's up, nation? Oh, man. Some trying times, man. It's what a difference a few days make just to uh, kind of change your mindset and just have some optimism, man. So let's let's try to break this down. Let's try to get into a scenario where we can uh, still got a chance, guys. You know what I mean? I that's, until we mathematically don't, <laughs> that's what I'm gonna hold on to. So <laughs> let's get into it. Got to hold on to hope while hope's still alive, especially with right. The Raiders, the way that, that, you know, some of the football that we've seen in, in recent seasons. But, you know, let's just get it right into it. You know, starting off with the, the Raider playoff scenarios. Quite simply, guys, not as good, not as good. The Raiders no longer control their own destiny after the events of Monday Night Football and the thriller in uh, Cleveland, in the dog pound where the, the, the Browns fall just short in a game that would have helped the Raiders out a whole lot. They, they, they fell short in the game that's being affectionately <laughs> referred to as, as the poop bowl where Lamar Jackson comes out of the bathroom at the, in the 11th hour dons the Cape and saves the day for the, the Baltimore Ravens. And it's a thrilling game raspy, but it really hurts the Raiders playoff chances because now 
instead of controlling your own destiny, which is obviously the place where you, you want to be in, in mid-December coming into the last two, three weeks of the season, now it's starting to look more and more like, you know, that, that meme online where, you know, it's got – who, who is that? Is that, you know, where the guy's got the, the trigonometry, the, the math board and all the, the equations are all over the place. And that's basically what the Raiders are looking at, man. They're looking at that, that board right now where the, all the different mathematical equations and he's trying to piece together the, the dots there because now there's three different scenarios, raspy that, that, as far as I can see here, that can still get the Raiders in. First off, they have to win out, right? Well, yeah, I was going to say, starting first and foremost, you have to win every game, which is going to be a tall order, let's face it. That's going to be probably the toughest one, the way that the Raiders are, are playing football right now. But assuming, Raspy, and, you know, assuming, I need you to play along with me here, assuming that the Raiders man up somehow and, and finish this thing off 3-0, and that still may not be enough because we would need still one of three things to take place, Raspy. And it could be either the Ravens lose a game and we went out, that gets us in. But if you look at their schedule, that's not that we needed the Browns to win, in my opinion, just to just to keep that, just to keep things short. It would have been huge. And it, you know, it looked like it was going that way, but then it, it you know, Things just don't hey, seem to be breaking our way. That's the right, that's the right way, bro. You ain't gonna get you ain't gonna get much help. I promise you. We gotta help ourselves first. Right. It's 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 that's what they say. You only help you only help who wants to help themselves. Correct. Right. Right. <laughs> so, you know. You got to take care of your business. You know. You got to right. take care of your business in December. And the Raiders. This is a, a lesson that I guess they have to continue to uh, to learn every year and, and relearn every year. Because if the Baltimore Ravens don't cooperate and lose a game, then they have to look, the Raiders have to look to one of two other scenarios, Raspy, that are even more precarious. Because then you would need either the Browns to lose two out of three down the stretch. And if that doesn't happen, the only other option that they would have there, my man, is they would need the Tennessee Titans to lose two out of the, their last three. Oh gosh. That's uh, it. That's what we're left with. Games. I mean, well, it, that's where they're left with. I mean, where are you, oh, where are you at? Where I'm at is just like, wow. I, I guess as much as, uh, I mean, we pressed how important that game was. I mean, come on. But, uh, I still, I guess I still just in my head, like on the back of it, it was like 10 wins will get you. 10 wins will get you. Just shows how good this AFC is. We've been talking about it for the last, you know, six weeks, man. This is you have to win these games, and this is what it puts you in, man. I mean, you may so you, you know, the last couple of years, man, we'd have been dying for ten wins. Ten wins would have slid you right in. That's how good it is in this AFC. Ten wins may not get you there, and that's if we get to ten. That's a tall order, man. That's a lot to go on. It is. That's, I trust that probably winning. Baltimore losing one more game. So that means Miami would get snubbed too, even if we beat Miami and rolled three and zero, and they lost a game or two. Is Miami would be out. Miami They'd would be, be out, out. Huh? flat out. They'd be out. See, if they I haven't even, I haven't even seen out. these scenarios. This is. Oh man, I'm glad you could uh, put some things in perspective because, I mean, for real, I, I really did. I mean, I've said it. I thought ten wins. I guess it would have been different. How much different one game makes the whole shakeup, you know? 
to to be fair to what it you know to whatever it's worth you know my model still has us at almost an 80 percent chance if we go 10 and, and six to get in and to back that up you know sports info solutions i believe it is they have a model that says that we're 88 percent likely to still get in if we went out so they like one of these other three scenarios to happen. I'm just not, uh, uh, you know, this is one of those areas where I, I love the math. I love numbers. I love the models. You know, I do, but my gut is just telling me something very different there. Even well, my guts, first off rasping, my guts tell me we ain't getting the three wins. So that, that, that erases that whole scenario right out of the gate. You know what I mean? Have we proved anything different for your gut to tell you anything otherwise? I mean, come on, man. Not this just is this to the year, point where it's like this is just this seems to be what we do, and it's unfortunate, man. This isn't what any of us want, and the nation is dying for just some winning on the regular here. I, <laughs> I don't know I, why we why we self destruct. I have no idea. Well, it has something to do with Gruden, and you know, I, mean, I do, I, I do, but I don't. You know what I'm saying? I guess I look at it for like. Just the men alone. Marinelli said something about it. You know what I mean? Just the belief in men. I want to see how that translates, but just sucks, man. You just want your team to win. Well, part of this, the late season collapse has to do with Gruden. We know that. And Raspy and I are going to dig into that really close in the offseason, you know, regardless of what happens here, especially if we don't finish this thing off, you know, obviously more so than if we get into the playoffs. But it is still something to look at. But, you know, yeah, so the Raiders, they no longer control their own destiny. And, and, it, and it really, and I don't want to harp on this, you know, this it is what it is. We've talked about it. And as far as the Gunther thing, you know, it's everybody, it's out there. We've all digested it, dissected it every which way. But it just makes you wonder, Raspy, why do you wait until you're, you no longer control your own playoff life, your own playoff fate? before you make this move does that make it just help me do you have any insight that you can help me to to process that man you're looking at the wrong one on that one because <laughs> that baffles me just as much man and like you said why wait i mean hell i talked about it last you know, on the last show this should have probably been done a year ago man and we wouldn't be in this situation now granted who knows what transpires with the new you know DC in that time, but uh, I would have been any worse. That. I would have rather seen that than to see just complete and utter just deja vu all over again. The only thing different is that we we shook him, but like you said, it might be too little, too late. I just <laughs> it makes no sense, man. But there's a lot of things that we do that make no sense in this franchise and it's in this organization, and it's it's translated for a long time into. A lot of losses, man. A lot of changeover and not much consistency in any way, shape, or form. And it's frustrating, man. It it, it just is. It, I just don't understand, you know, Gunther gave Gruden so many chances, not just last year, like you said, especially the Titans game late in the season, as you brought up in, in the last episode. But how many numerous chances did he did he give Gruden to do it this year? You know, you, you look at the Bucks game. You look at the the Bills game. You look at the Patriots game earlier. Patriots you know, game, absolutely the Patriots game, one hundred percent. That was foreshadowing the run struggle. Yeah, they we, mowed they mowed us down 
all day long. Cam Newton did absolutely nothing, dude. They just ran all over us. Rex Burkhead and everybody just yep. ran us down. And, you know, all those different – any one of those moments would have been – even the, the the Jets game where it was, you know, some of the, the Raiders beat writers had kind of sort of speculated or hinted that they were hearing that Gruden was going to do it after that game, but that Hail Mary to rug saved him one more week. Why that has anything to do with – gunther saving his job i have no idea if you do it then you still at least it's still way too late in the game but at least you make it where marinelli would at least have a full week to prepare number one and it would at least have you're making the move where the raiders at least still go into at least one game where they control their playoff destiny if marinelli can cook something up and we get the win against the colts this is a whole different conversation right now and and you asked me a minute ago what have i seen over the raiders the last few weeks that would make me think we can go three and oh it there's not only is there nothing that i've seen over the last three weeks there's really not much that i've seen over the last 18 19 years that would make me think that we're going to close it out sad as it is to say and i know that players that played in 2004 there's nobody on this roster but it's just been a collective failure for for decades now and they just have you have to be given reasons to believe you know this is i'm sorry and and just haven't seen it just haven't seen it, Raspy, and it hurts, man. It, it hurts. We're, we're tired, and you look at this injury report, Raspy, and, and things really don't get much better there, you know, because first off, Abram, well, that this I'm not sure that having Jonathan Abram sit down for a week, I'm, I don't know if that's a plus or a minus. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I'm with you, but that, it just it's too bad that we're so depleted in the safety area. Just no depth. No with Heath out, just no depth at all. Heath on IR. Our, Damon Arnett wasn't able to go with the concussions. I'm starting to get the sneaky suspicion that Heath and Arnett may not be back or may not see too much more. Maybe Arnett, you know, Gruden was kind of speaking that you know, a little bit more optimistic sounding, you know, about him playing towards the end of the season or at least being available before the end of the season. I'm not so sure about Heath if, when you're on IR at this point of the season for a concussion i'm not sure that he will or should come back with just three games to go unless he's medically cleared then that's a whole different thing but Farrell, raspy Farrell, cleveland Farrell, also out at uh, you know with the, i'm assuming with this the shoulder injury that he suffered last week what's your what's your thoughts on the defensive starters that won't be able to suit up this week on thursday night man Man, obviously uh, a huge concern, man. Depth, you brought it up. Depth, depth, depth. We just don't have it, man. We don't have it at a lot of these positions, you know. Um, like you said, Abram, man, it's as much as I, I kind of agree with you, he could probably use a week to sit down. This is not really the week with Heath being out. Um Arnett, man, I hope he can get some more run because that's exactly what he needs is he needs more reps. You know what I mean? He needs to see the field more. Um, Cleef Farrell being out sucks, dude. I mean, what am I going to say? We're, he's been like a kind of a bit of a spark, you know, <laughs> the most recently. So, But you know what, man? I, I look at Carl Nassib, and it just frustrates me to no end, man. We're paying this man $8 million a year to rush the passer. I haven't seen anything from him. He's got one sack and a pick on a little drop back zone play. Carl Nassib needs to go earn his money, man. 
So if there's any week to step up and do something, and Brian Belaga, speaking of injuries, is out. So, you know, their right tackle's out, man. Somebody's got a feast, whether it be Max, I mean, whatever, man. Nassib, come on, guys. Beasley. We've got to attack, man. If you let Beasley, I mean, I'm calling out more Nassib than anything. It's just, I'm, I'm just pissed, man, flat out, man. Three years, $24 million, man. Go earn your money, bro. You ain't done nothing for us, man. $24 million, $24 million to not even be active the last two weeks. I mean, damn, man. man. I mean, come on. Are we are we serious? It's something we, it's, it's, I know it's small potatoes in a way, in, in a sense, because we were talking about and whatever. No, it's really not, man. We paid this guy to come in and produce some pass rush, and he's not done it. I did. So That's it's like, like – Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, you're all right. It's like get in there. This is your opportunity, man. Get in as if it should be an injury that gets you in there. But I mean, at that kind of price tag, but get in there and go make go earn your money, man. You've been robbing us blind all year. Why don't you go earn some, massive, for real? Just at a you know twenty four million dollars at a desperate position of need, a desperate area of need that that pass rush that's just been so woefully lacking with this team, not only this season, but just in recent seasons, just the absolute 100% inability to even breathe on opposing quarterbacks. And if you guys don't think that'll be a problem against Justin Herbert in well, nation, we're smart fans out here. You guys know good and well that that's going to be a problem. If that indeed, if that trend continues with uh, Rod Marinelli and, you know, the defensive starters are concerning. Raspy, they, they no. really are. Yeah, now real quick, not to not to cut you off, man, but isn't Nicholas Morrow out as well? You know, I've, I actually I think you're right. I think I did hear. I think he's that out too, man. I swear, broken. that's what I saw as well that's earlier when I was. Man, it's like that, that's damn. bad. That's bad. Yeah, that's another big big Hunter issue, Henry. Man. I mean, oh, that's scary, man. I mean. Uh, it, that's what sucks too is it's like a blur you start talking about all the guys we're missing on the team and it's like it's such a long list that you're like oh yeah and then henry rugs out there with the you know reserve covid list i mean man it, this sucks well that's what this i want not to a good to. time for any of this man that's what i wanted to get to next but real just moro that that's really bad you know hunter henry he's playing right i, I haven't seen anything where he's going to be out yep. That's that's not good. He's probably the one that we're going to miss the most because he's been playing. He's been playing really well. He's been playing very very well lately. One of the bright spots on that defense, man. Absolutely, he one of the bright spots. The way he stepped up this year, we're going to miss him bad. You just hope that Marinelli can can sort of cook something up to maybe this is Littleton and with a different play caller, a different mind, a different you know. So some different ideas on how to utilize Corey Littleton. Maybe, you know, maybe he can fill in and be the guy that we thought we were getting there. Early that came in the to mind. It was run. supposed to be flip-flop. Like you just said, it was supposed to be Morrow behind, you know what I mean? So and we see a lot of packages where Littleton's on the sideline and Morrow's in there with Kukowski. So, like I said, maybe I think you make a really, really valid point there, man, that there could be little lost if Littleton plays well. <laughs> And maybe it was Gunther because he certainly has played well before right. and all of a sudden he didn't play well here. So we spoke about that too, guys coming here and all of a sudden not being able to be as productive. So I like it. I like it. So we got right. we gotta overcome man. Next man up, cliche, whatever. It's just the truth. <laughs> this is what we gotta do. 
it's just what we got to do. And you mentioned rugs being out. That one's a major concern for me because Raspy, when you look at the Raiders numbers this year and their record, I don't have the numbers right here in front of me, you know, shame on me, the numbers guy, but I know that they aren't good. I know that our points per game is significantly down with rugs when he was out early in the year with the ankle and the re- our record, I think we went one and two or oh and or oh and two, whatever it was early in the year without Henry Ruggs. What kind of a concern is that for you? And what do the Raiders need to do to make up for that for his loss? Man, it was it's a big concern for sure. And I mean, I think there's another stat to roll with that too. I think it's like every time he's in there, we're scoring 30, you know, damn near. And at one point, it, it was like four games in a row that he was in there, we were scoring 30. So when, we, when he was out, it was evident, you know. Um, what do you do to try to combat that? I mean, I don't know. I don't see anything about them calling up Rico Gafford, which is a guy I think is, is you know, maybe a poor man's version of a Henry Ruggs. You know, I would have thought about maybe doing something like that, but I know that hasn't been done. So you're gonna Aguilar's gonna have to stretch the field. We talked about these flood concepts, man, and how we could abuse teams with those, with Waller especially. Well, Hart made a good point of it. We were talking on the we were talking on the phone during the game, and he's like, Man, there's that flood concept, but it was to Aguilar over the middle for that touchdown. It wasn't Waller. It was like normally where Waller would have been playing Aguilar inside. So it's like, hey man. Let's let's keep those going because it was a beautiful, beautiful play. Those slug concepts work, man. These air raids work. We have the guys to run them. The next man up, man. I mean, we still have Aguilar, like I said. We got Renfro to, to kind of back us up and Waller to kind of help us over the middle. So you got to attack still. You still have plenty of, we- plenty of weapons to attack. And sometimes you see we get tied in on one guy. You know, well, Ruggs ain't there, so we can't get locked in on him. We have to figure something else out, man. So other guys got to make plays. Other guys got to step up. I mean, this is crunch time if I've ever heard – if you've ever seen it or heard it. This is it. So other guys got to step up, man. There's a lot more talent on this offense as far as the wide receivers are concerned. And we just got to step up. You highlighted the concern that I have. You know, when Ruggs is on the field, the Raiders score 30 points damn near every time that, that he's on the field. And the Raiders' win percentage when they when they hit 30 or above is they've only lost one game, I believe. And that was to the, the, the Chiefs. Yep. So, and that was where it took the last second and, and Patrick Mahomes and all of his power to, to get that done. So, and without rugs, we we've struggled to get to twenty to uh, to thirty the thirty point threshold and cross that threshold, and our record is pretty much the opposite when we don't hit the thirty point mark because of our you know our completely Have unreliable. Have we beaten defense. anybody under thirty points? Oh, we beat the Browns. Yes, we, we beat the Browns. We beat the Browns, and I want to say we won another one too, but. I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure about that. I, I, usually we have no. I, actually, I don't. I think that's it. I that think might that, be it, man. Yeah, so, I mean, because just, the other six a, wins are thirty points. It's a pretty proven stat that if we score thirty, we can win. You know, we don't it, lose. So it's like it makes it all the more flabbergasting the fact that Gruden doesn't understand that formula, and he seems to do everything in his power to keep us between twenty-four and twenty-eight, and he doesn't seem to get that, but. But, you know, with Ruggs, 
being out and and those concerns, the points, the differential there, and what how much more of a burden that puts on the offense to try to get us past the finish line. You know, you, you mentioned Rico Gafford. No, I have not seen any call-ups with Rico Gafford. He'd be the natural skill set replacement. You know, I think you you coined him a, a poor man's version of of Henry Ruggs. I don't think that's too far off, you know. No hey, but no, I didn't, I have, no disrespect no, no, by any oh, means either. No, 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 and I know no, you're not I know you're not saying that, but I mean I love Gafford. I just like I said, no call up, so you wonder are they obviously going another way, you know? Right. And so no, I haven't seen that, but is this a Brian Edwards game? You know, yeah. I, obviously somebody's got to step up and assume that spot. Now it's a completely different skill set, but he does run block very well. And as Raspy and I are going to get into a little bit later on, Nation, that's one of the big weaknesses that I see with the Chargers defense, which otherwise is a pretty good defense. If you know and. When Edwards has, has had playing time and, and has gotten targeted, he's made plays. And, you know, I know it's it's very, very small sample size, very few and far between. But I thought early on in the season, was it the Tampa Bay game? I can't remember exactly the game. Was it the Patriot game? It was early on in the season where he was starting to come on and he was starting to make some plays and look a lot like what I saw in uh, South Carolina, you know, my – Family is originally from South Carolina. My relatives or my ancestors, my parents were born there. Uh, so I watch a lot of University of South Carolina. And he was starting to look a lot like the rugs that I saw, the, the rugs that everybody knows, or the, sorry, the Edwards that everybody, that I saw and everybody knows that he could be. And then he got hurt. So, you know, is this a Brian Edwards game? Somebody's got to play that spot. You know, what do you think about Brian Edwards? Is it, is this, too much of a crunch moment, a crunch time situation to trust the young man? Is it too much of a pressure cooker, Raspy? No, you know what's crazy, man? I, I load myself to sleep on Edwards. I don't, I don't know how. I don't know how I call. I really was calling him out in the beginning of the year. I think we talked about our, our rookie of the year just for the team. who was, And he was mine. He was my pick. I thought he was going to be dominant, man. The way he was shining and uh, – in camp and everything and all the talk about him. And like you said, he started getting going. I'm like, man, he might make me look really good here. And then he got hurt. So yeah, I, I kind of load myself to sleep on Edwards, man. I mean, why not? The guy's a beast, man. He, he can run. He's, he's a big possession guy. I guess a lot of it is I just don't see him out there. <laughs> he hasn't been out there a lot, you know, and that, and, that, and that's, what's kind of crazy. Uh, Chucky's kind of low me to sleep too. I blame Chuck a little bit for that as well. Cause it's like, Man, where is this guy? It's like we don't have anybody but, you know, Ruggs, Renfro, Waller, you know, some Aguilar sprinkled in. We have way more than that. So, you know, Foster Moreau, can't forget Edwards there. So, no, I like it, man. I had a good week for him to try to go and uh, make some big plays. I like it. Yeah, and, and getting into the, the actual game itself here, man, it – Obviously, a must-win. You know, uh, these divisional games are always dicey, even more so on Thursday night. Thursday night games are just always dicey, regardless of divisional opponent or not. And then it's even more so when you add in that divisional component. And, you know, getting into some of the keys here, from my perspective, Raspy, and I want to get your your analysis on this as well, as well as your keys, if you have them. I'm assuming you do. 
I got a couple. You know, you got a couple. Yeah, <laughs> you always do. <laughs> I feel like we say it every week, man. But until we see this, I feel like with uh, you know, with risking becoming sort of redundant with this. But until we see them doing it, it's so critical to winning and losing games, especially this time of year. We just, I, I feel like we have to keep putting this on here. You know where I'm going. They have to play a clean game, man. I don't know if we cursed them a few weeks ago by starting to put that in there when they were clean as a whistle the first eight, nine weeks of the season, I felt. You it, was know, well off, it was coming off of that dirty game, though, against Atlanta. And that's what we're, where the wheels fell off. And we weren't talking it before. then. So, no, we didn't jinx anybody. They put this on themselves. All of a sudden, they ran into a brick wall and can't help but turn the ball over and cause as many penalties as possible. We had nothing to do with that. Yeah, I, I, it just feels like since this this key, this point, you know, popped up into the, into the show, it just we can't get it out. And because they keep doing the same thing, they, the, these penalties, the turnovers, the the – you know, piss poor execution, especially on defense, discipline, missing blocks. Discipline plays, man. I, I, I love so much hearing what Marinelli was preaching, man. He's like, it doesn't take talent to be disciplined, to not have un, you know, untimely penalties, to not force turnovers, hustle. to not, you know what I mean? To not hustle, to not have intensity, to not be out there trying to fire on all cylinders at all times. So, Man, I hope that he lights a spark under and a fire under these guys because, man, if not, this Chargers offense can score, man. They've been in the top 10 all year, you know, in yards per game. These guys move the ball around. So this kid will, this kid will burn you. You better be ready. He will. He will. And, you know, The only way that the Raiders give themselves a chance here is to start this thing off by playing that clean game. You you have to play on an even even playing field. Look at the history of the NFL with turnover margin, you know, let alone the penalties and the the poor execution, the the misfits in the run game. I'm expecting Marinelli to clean some of that up, hopefully. But uh, you got to have a clean game. And then my second key, Raspy here, the running game. You know, when you look at the Chargers' defense overall, they're, they're still a very well-coached defense with their single high-safety scheme, their cover-one-slash-cover-three-looks-based defense, and th- they still make it very difficult to throw the ball. You know, they're, the Chargers' pasty is still seventh in the NFL in yards per game, ninth in completion percentage. You know, ju- their just run on quick- only 21st, though, so we should be able to run the ball. Well, it's worse. It's, it's, it's 20. It's yes, you're right about that. But if you even go deeper into the, the numbers there, they're 31st in, in run block win rate. So their the run blocking has been absolutely abominable this whole season. They're in a 20, 28th in yards per carry and 27th in rush DVOA. So just like Raspy pointed out there, this is a very bad running team. This is a very bad run defense. And offense, they're, they're they're very bad. So the run the run game to me, they can't stop the run, as Raspy pointed out, and they can't run the ball as I just pointed out. So, what better team to get off the schneid on, right? Isn't that, this an area that run game? You know, on both sides because it's horrendous on both sides. And as bad as it's been, we're still like twelfth in the league, and and 
rush, you know, rush yards per game, which is, blows my mind because I didn't think we'd still be up there, but just shows how much better we could be. Well, don't you think that's an overall key, though? Because if the, if there wasn't a team oh, that the yeah. Raiders could get right against on oh, the absolutely. ground, both offensively and defensively, it's the Chargers. If oh, you can't run the ball and stop the run against these guys, there's big problems. Couldn't agree more. You, you look further. When you look at the Chargers' defense, too, it's, it's kind of a, an odd phenomenon because they're so poor stopping the run. But they're, they're, you know, they're solid, and they're, they're still solid against the pass with their zone coverage, and they still do play a lot of cover one man, man, you know, man defense, man for man. But as good as they are, you know, in terms of they don't give up. I just illustrated they don't give up very many yards per game, seventh, and they're really stout in terms of completion percentage at ninth. Just real quick, though, just a quick tangent, Raspy. Can you believe that the Vegas Raiders are sixth in completion percentage against? That's crazy. That's what I'm saying. There's a couple There's a couple stats that will blow your mind with this Raider secondary. It'll blow your mind. There's, there's always, like you said, there's always a couple stats that I'm finding here. Passer rating against, now completion percentage. Yeah, against. it's crazy. These numbers that you look at that make you feel like Gunther was close to something. He just couldn't teach it right or something. Like he was he was or, close. He just couldn't get the attention to detail with the players or yeah, something. Yeah, or we just have, we're just that much closer than we think we are. And the talent just was over, completely overdoing expectation from the man that was in charge. Cause I, I, I mean, I don't understand it either because there is some stats you see, you're like, wow. Like we're actually like top six, top eight in the league and some in, like completion percentage against and stuff. It's crazy. I don't know. How could you be that bad as a pass defense if you're top six in completion percentage? Again? That means every time they complete something, they're shredding you. Yep. You know that's, what I mean? Well, that's I what mean, it is. It goes back to point differential. And just when we get mopped, we get mopped the hell up. I mean, that's just, it goes back to that. Because when it's bad, when we do make those mistakes, they're huge ones. They're gashing wounds. You know what I mean? That's what that means. Backbreakers. So. Yeah, it, it's crazy. And, it cool. is crazy, man. It looks like you can, you can see, though, like, man, what little tweaks could be made to tighten certain things up around that and how good that could be. They, it could very well be that the talent is is there is just being mismanaged because it was obviously being mismanaged yeah. anywhere you look at what Gunther was I doing. He the was, talent was, definitely superseded the management. Yeah, I agree with that. But going back to the Chargers' defense, though, you know, they're good in a lot of key areas against the pass, but then they rank dead last in yards per point allowed. Even worse than the Raiders were second to last, and they're 30th in points per play. So – they they give up big plays. They give up big plays, and they're also it's again this Jekyll and Hyde defense with the Chargers. So they're very bad against the run, very solid in most areas against the pass. Yet they give up these huge plays with the yards per point and the points per play. So you can gouge them, but then when you get down into the red zone, they're they're eleventh down there. So. How do you read into that, Raspy? Obviously, that that my read into that is we talked about the Raiders have to get their run game right this week, but then so you can gash them obviously in the run game with some big plays, but when you get into the red zone, Raspy, here we go again, right? Oh, 
that's a huge concern as far as getting into the red zone. But like you said, with, you know, we were talking about coaching candidates, man, they run a lot of that cover three where they're going to keep things in front of you. So they're not going to let a, you know, but that's what that means is you can feast a lot underneath and they obviously have shown it. They're not going to get blown out over top. It's not going to happen often. You know what I mean? It can be, it can happen. It can be had, but you have to set those kinds of things up, but you can feast underneath. But you better make sure that when you get into that red zone, man, that you are finishing. And that better be the mentality on every single drive that gets it, you know, I mean, period. But everyone that gets inside the 20, man, you have to score touchdowns, period. And you got to do it early. That's why. Why can't we have some walk-in touchdowns? I haven't seen one of those in a long time. It's like we get right down to there to that point where we just struggle real bad between the, like, 6 and 12-yard line. <laughs> it's just ugly. So it's like, how about we just have a couple walk-ins? We don't have to worry about it. So yeah, it's definitely a huge concern, man. But I also think that we can feast on that. Like you said, man, they're 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 gonna give you opportunities. They're that bend but don't break defense. So make those big opportunities happen closer down towards the goal and let's get touchdowns and we can walk in and get. And if not, you better have a four down mentality. Will Gruden have that mentality, though, is the question. He just seems so unflexible, inflexible when it comes to his fourth down philosophy, more so in the red zone than anywhere else. I guess he's just so deathly afraid of getting into the red zone and coming out of there with no points. But he just has to see with your defense, Coach Gruden, three points is basically essentially no points. It's it, There's really not much difference. Unless Marinelli really turns this thing around the last three weeks, based on what it was for the rest of the season up to this point, three points for us in the red zone is a loss. It's really no different than just coming out with snake eyes in the red zone because the defense can't make three points hold up. They're going to give up that plus four. They're going to give up the the touchdown coming the other way. And not only are they going to give up that touchdown coming back the other way, they're going to give it up the very next drive. And you know this by now. So this is the time... And what concerns me the most about that, Raspy Raider, is you illustrated the Gruden's, you know, Jekyll and Hyde mindset, his conservative. He goes into that conservative shell once he gets down in there. We don't get those walk-in touchdowns. You know, Waller was the last one a few weeks ago in his big game, was the one I remember, the last one I can remember. But, you know, we didn't have – it's going to look a lot like schematically. It's going to look a lot like the Colts game because it's a similar cover three base defense. So the flats, all the same areas that Raspi and I told you that the Raiders could attack the Colts, which worked by the way, we moved the ball on just about every one of the concepts that we laid out. The Raiders utilized in that game and utilized very well till they got into that damn red zone. Those same areas should be open against the, the, the Los Angeles chargers defense. But the problem is, is that if you get back into that red area, the Colts were, they ranked in the 20s in their red zone defense, and we couldn't punch in it against them. The Chargers rank 11th. So that's a different animal down there. You know what I mean? There's no doubt, man. I mean, but this is the NFL. You get it down there, you're going to get in, man. I mean, we don't exactly have a cupcake offense, so have some pride, man, in scoring points. Have some pride in finishing out this year. Finish drives, man. Is, is there anything that you can point to other than just Gruden's conservative play call, like his mindset in the red zone? Is there anything else that you can see that you've identified that's 
maybe a factor into this the, the struggles once they get down there is it like what is is the is the system not why you know are guys just not getting open down there well, what's the problem or is it just Gruden I mean a lot of it's Gruden and a lot of it too is that our run game has just not been effective man down there especially you know down there especially our run game has not been effective in a lot of ways you know it as far as the capability, like I said, we're still ranked 12th, man. I feel like last year we were just pushing people around. Jacobs was yakking them all day long. You know what I mean? I, I just don't, you don't see that. So I'm kind of surprised that we're still technically above average in that regard. A lot of it is the run game is just not the same. It's really not. I don't know what's going on, man. Cable had things rolling there for a bit. Feels like we kind of hit a brick wall with that in a sense. A lot of carries, not a great, you know, yards per. I don't know. We need more. We need more from the running game, man. And I I think that was the difference, you know, when we were, you know, maybe having a little bit better red zone percentage, even at some points early in the season, is that our run game was way more effective in there. It's been horrible. I don't know if it's just that, you know, and if if it is just that predictive, then that's then actually no, then I'm not answering the question. It's Gruden. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I'm putting some of it on the guys that we just got to be able to, you got to be able to execute better and get more yards per play, man, when you're running inside the red zone or period. I think you've hit on it, man. I think that the Raiders inability to run the football period, but especially in the red zone. I mean, that's always kind of been an adage, right? That, that that's kind of almost a cliche that's gone around. If you, if you can't run in the red zone, you're going to have struggles in the red zone. Right. And I think that that's proof that we are kind of proven that that's not just a cliche. It gets that, so that a lot tight to, to pass the ball. Once you, they have that goal line as a backer too, you know what I mean? There, that's just another line of defense. It starts getting so tight down there that it's so much harder to throw the ball because there's minimal amount of space to be had. So when you can run the ball in those areas, man, and spread defenses out and push them backwards. I mean, that's, it's obviously going to lead to more points. So it's been, it's been the killer for us. And I think it's an, it's especially a, a killer with the John Gruden team because he's just going to keep running the football. Right. And if, if you just keep running into a brick wall, you see what, what we saw against the Colts, you know, first down, one yard, second down and goal, another yard, third and eight cars forced to throw it into the end zone because he knows his defense isn't going to hold three and Spider-Man picks it off with his web slinging one arm in the corner of the end zone. So that that's, it's just kind of been a perfect storm. It's, it's a good thing. The Raiders have been so explosive outside of the red zone because this would have been a year where we would have been looking at another year where we're struggling to score points again. Well, and so. it shows you, like you're saying, a, a, you know, a similar defense. Look what we were doing to that defense. We were about to take the lead right there. 21, 17, I believe. When that happened, something like that. I mean, we're about to score yeah. a touchdown and take the lead, man, and start like really, 17, 17, really 13. Yeah, something we're like about that. to take like a three to four point lead. And really, we were rolling at that point, man, because we were down early. And we were just we were rolling. I mean, that that one was a, it definitely we we said it last. I said it last week. I'll say it again. It was a tie turn. That one sucked. And that was just a hell of a play by a guy. But it was also kind of predicated off car trying to have to shove one on third down and goal from the 10 or 9, whatever the hell it was, because we ran two plays and got absolutely nothing. You got to be able to get like a two to, you know, a couple at any given time to be able to get two to three a clip. 
That's what good offensive lines do. That's what we've done in the past. So I don't know where it's gone. I don't know where the, like that bully mentality we talked about weeks ago. It hasn't been there, man. We are a big, monstrous O-line. Now I get it. We're, you know, we're still a guy down, but we're getting close, man. Brown, Trent Brown's back is going to be a huge deal. That's one of my keys I'll touch on here in a second. But you got to be able to bully guys, man. Get those yards, those tough yards, man. Two to three yards a clip when you're at this eight, nine year, you know, eight, nine yard line, all of a sudden you're at the goal line and you're in four down territory, guaranteed you're going. Absolutely. Are yeah. you there? Okay, I lost you there for a second. We'll okay. edit that out. But why don't you hit me with some of your other keys, man? Big, yeah, you mentioned man, that Trent Brown. I kind of trickle into is 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 our our OTs, man. Our offensive tackles versus these boys. Um, Bosa wasn't there the first game. We didn't have to deal with him. We handled Ingram pretty well. You know, that was a close game. He's playing. Sounds like Bosa's playing. Yes. So that, okay. that's a big deal, man. But thank goodness, Mr. Mountain of a Man, Trent Brown is back. Colton Miller, man, you hold it down. You're one of those silent warriors we don't talk about enough. But uh, we love your play, man. Keep doing what you do, big dog. It's a big week, man, and we have to win here. A lot of what, I guess, goes back to the defense of the Chargers. A lot of it is established right here at these two boys right here. If they can get at you and feast, man, you are going to be in for a long day because that cloud coverage you see behind you is going to be picking you off all day long if they're forcing you into bad throws. So this, for me, is one of my biggest keys, man. This, it has to start here with these big boys on the bookends. You have to handle these guys. Right. And we got the, we, we got, right. we've got the, you know, the studs to do it. So I, I feel confident in that. Like I said, football guys, Mr. Trent Brown is back on the squad. Let's go bully these boys. But like I said, if not, man, if they win this matchup, they'll win the game. And I promise you it'll be a huge, huge factor. So that was one of my major keys right there. Another key, another that. key to touch on real quick, man, is our secondary. I mean, obviously with these injuries, man, you have them at the first, second, and then deep in the third level. It's it's going to be a big day, man. Let's see who goes in there. I see I hear a lot of talk about uh, Dallin Levitt and uh, the safety position. Yikes. That scares the hell out of me. I'm um, hearing Daryl Worley. Yikes. That scares me as well, man. I mean, where's Isaiah Johnson? Where's Amik Robertson? I mean, I, I tell you right now, if it's up to me, I'd rather put Joyner back there at the safety, a man who at least knows how this position is supposed to be played and has played it at a Pro Bowl level, than to put, uh, I don't know, was he, where's Levitt at on the depth chart? Five, six? I don't know. I mean, this is, what are we doing? No disrespect. Why are no they disrespect, so? Man. Wh- you why made are... the NFL. I'm not hating, man, but I'm just saying. I mean, what are we doing at this point? I'm I'm shaking my head. Is are these? There's better options. These are better options than Isaiah Johnson or Meek Robertson, and maybe possibly just shifting Joiner a little bit to play a position. It's not like you're shifting in a position that he's never played before. I mean, he's played at a Pro Bowl level before. I mean, I. I do not understand why we're going to start reaching for guys that that aren't fast, aren't quick, and don't have very much of a record of any positivity in our secondary to be the end-all, be-all. 
I'm scared. Why do you why do you think that this organization, at least Gunther and his staff when he was there, why do you think that they've just been so damn reluctant to move Joyner back to safety? I don't know. I mean, at times it's like they, they act like they're just ready to die on this hill that no, we're not doing that. not moving him back to safety. Why do you think they've been so reluctant to move him from slot corner, a position that he has not been very good or very natural at? as opposed to moving him to his Pro Bowl position. What, why do you think they've been so stubborn and reluctant to do that, man? I'm going to put a lot of that on Gunther. I mean, obviously it doesn't matter now. He's gone. But, I mean, I mean that he's the first line of defense. I mean, as a defensive coordinator, do you think you'd be pounding the table saying, hey, coach, i got to switch some things up here? But also to Gruden, obviously, right after that, because I thought we drafted Amik Robertson out of Louisiana to uh, – to come out here and help us sit at this nickel, you know, or slash slot corner position. He hasn't, he's hasn't had very much time, but when he's been in there, I haven't seen him getting gashed and burned in the slight little bit of time that he has had. So I just don't understand why you're not reaching for the depth that you chose in this draft instead of like bringing Worley back to do something and then being just ultimately, against moving Joyner to a position he's played at a Pro Bowl level. I mean, it's it's blasphemous. I mean, how, it's just downright stupid. What, what are we doing? I, like I said, I looked at, I guess, to answer your question, Gunther, Gruden, anybody with a pulse in that organization to speak up? I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. Yeah, and they bring back Worley and – you know my feelings on that guy. I just, I, I just man, don't I understand. Him for so long, reaching. I tried for so long, man, and I had his back for so long. You were right. They just keep, they keep reaching back. They keep reaching back to these defensive players. They keep having this, this view of certain defensive players. You could throw Nevin Lawson and guys like that in there as well, and they just seem like they just can't do any wrong to this coaching staff. At least when Gunther was there. And these are these are all guys that everybody else can see. These guys flat out can't play. But I just don't understand what they think that they're getting from players like that that they think are so valuable that they absolutely cannot be removed from the rotation or taken off the field. And even when you do let them go, they bring them back. When I saw that it's news, dude, I just shook my head. I just I I feel like it was just reverting back to same old Raider nonsense. Why are we going backwards? Why are we going and picking up a guy? What's your death? That wasn't there. And this goes back to two, to way earlier when we just dropped Prince of Mukamura. We could have him on our squad right now for dollars. You know what I mean? It's, it's ridiculous. A much you know better what I mean? corner. Prince of Mukamura just... wanted to be here, and he was here. We had him in the building. We had him with a jersey on. He was on our roster. We let him go. For what? To bring back Daryl Worley? I mean, what are we doing, man? And then now, what? How much do we miss yeah. Randall back there? That just Yet would have been one. quality safety that we don't have. This team is so frustrating on defense. I just hope that. Did you first off before we move on? Did you have any other keys you wanted to hit on, brother? No, I mean other than that, just let let Carr go, man. Let him go. I'm not even gonna get like uh, let Carr. You know, just let Carr run the show, please. Let him go, man. The way he was throwing the ball last week, I feel like if Gruden would have just been like, hey, Carr, go win this game for us, man. I'm going to let you call the rest of the day. He would have won the game. 
Let Carr let Carr go. Especially just the red let zone. him go, man. Let him go and just call the plays. Let him set his pace and don't take the ball out of his hand. Let's just go score at will. I feel like if at this point, man, this is like the first I can actually say that I feel like we've got a lethal weapon at quarterback. And if you let him just open the clip, man, he can do good things. Let him let him go. Let him fire away, man. What do we have to lose right now? When do you exactly. yeah, it's when do you finally now, realize so. like hey man, it's it's all or nothing. We gotta go and score a gang of points, go win all these games, walking away and let the you know chips fall where they may. As long as we have this head coach and this play caller, man, I wouldn't hold my that breath just on sucks, that. Man. So, it's just what it is, man. I just till I see it change, it's it's such gonna a be tough, tough one to swallow. So. Very tough, man. You ready for some questions? Let's get into it. All right. Well, here we go. Our second edition of Ask Raspy. Got three more questions that I chose out. One of them is a, I think, is a really interesting sort of a hot question. That's that's really kind of something that's been heating up on social media the last couple. Uh, days especially on Raiders Twitter but we start off Raspy with a question from Heather Cheryl from Facebook and by the way to our lady Raiders out there you know we absolutely want to hear from you send us your questions you know please absolutely send us your questions we'd love to hear from you guys absolutely my my daughter is one of the smartest Raider fans I know I've already talked about her last week so, yeah, please do let us right, know, ladies. Right. I love it. I love Nation just in, as a whole, man. But appreciate the, the questions from the ladies for sure and would love to try to answer them. Absolutely. And Heather Cheryl has um, – this is a good one here. She wants to know, and this kind of shows where her head is at for these Raider playoff scenarios, obviously. I'm just kind of reading between the lines here, getting into her subconscious a bit, but – she wants to know, Raspy, if the Raiders lose on Thursday or if they miss the playoffs, what's the one move that you want them to make? And she she makes it clear here, not what you think they will make, but what's the one move that the one move that you want them to make? Oh, oh Heather, you're killing me. You are killing me. Just putting me on blast here. Oh man! One move. I don't know. I probably won't earn too many fans here. I don't know. Um, I'll think about that one a little bit. <laughs> one one move. I kind of take this to be like, if they could only do one thing this off season, what would that okay, one thing be? I think be? I got I it. I think I got it. I think I got it. I think I got it. If you were in charge, does it have to be something that I think would ever happen? <laughs> I don't know. She didn't specify. I mean, this is this is asked. All those things is like, do I have to so... think that it would actually happen? Because if it were up to me, she just said the one move that you would make if you could only make one move for the Raiders this off season. If they don't, she specified if they don't make the playoffs, and 
they could only make one move this offseason to try to fix that, I'm assuming she's saying. What would be that one move that you would make if you could only make one move to fix that? Deceptively yeah, complex question. Man. I mean, what I what first comes to mind for me is to hire a defensive coordinator that will actually be able to do his job and call the plays and not have any interference whatsoever from Gruden. That would be my one wish okay. is to bring in a solid defensive coordinator. I don't even have a name for you right now. It's something I have to think about a little bit. We've talked about some candidates, but just somebody that could come in and have the respect of Gruden to be able to do his job and Gruden stay out of the defense. So I feel like that would change our draft moving forward and everything that we want to try to do on defense. Absolutely would. You know, we haven't had a clue. We haven't had a cohesive vision on defense. Some would argue since 1983, Raspy. I, I don't know that I would argue going back that far, but it's been far too long. Um, if I had to answer this, Heather, I would say, because I think Raspy's right, they've got to get this defensive coordinator higher right. Um, he said he didn't have a name. I actually have a name, Raspy. I want to run by you before we sign off today real quick at the end. Just okay. one name that we did not talk about before. But if I have to answer this to counter raspy Heather from Facebook, I would say got to, they have to find, if I'm making one move, if they don't make the playoffs, the Raiders have to find an impact pass rusher next year. I think that that's something that regardless of what, whatever defensive mind they settle on, like Raspy said, if the, whoever that is needs an impact pass rusher, a guy that not could potentially or theoretically can get to the quarterback or has the traits to get to the quarterback, as we've heard so many times with so many different prospects, but a guy that legitimately gets to the quarterback in 2021 and changes the game. So if Raspy goes D coordinator, Raiders get the right D coordinator in there is his one move. My move to supplement that and to complement his move is I'm going to give – Raspy's defensive coordinator and impact pass rusher opposite Max Crosby. You could go safety too, because we definitely need some help there as well. But that's uh, that's I'm with you I there because I think that that uh, the impact pass rusher helps whoever's at safety. Period. Immensely, another second or two in the back end right. gives you so much, so much help back there, so much help that the Raiders desperately need. And let's move on to. Okay, we got Raider Warlord oh. off of Twitter here. I love that, I like that handle, man. Some of these some of these names. Raider Warlord. Sounds rugged. Raider Warlord wants to know, Raspy, what can we realistically expect from Coach Rod Marinelli on Thursday night, given the short week? Man, I think I think we can expect more discipline. One of the things he he stressed okay. the most is you know is is discipline, man. Like he said, it doesn't take talent to be disciplined. You have to know your role, do your job. Um, I like just a little bit of the swag he was coming with, man. Another quote was, "We're going to get better, and we're going to get it done." And it's a want to, and there needs to be a lot of want to this week. I like that. Like, hold guys accountable, man. You're calling guys out. 
Um, this guy demands a lot of respect. I mean, he's 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 had some success in this league, man. The guy's got a he's got a championship under his belt as a coordinator. I mean, this guy is no punk. So I hope that these guys react and respond. You've seen this in the past, man, with changes, and uh, it, it's it lights the team up. So I'm hoping that's what we get. I feel like the Marin- Marinelli effect is uh, is already starting to kind of take hold. We'll see what that transpires to, man. Um, but I damn sure hope it ain't flat. Because <laughs> if it is, then like I said, these uh, these coaching candidates we talk about will be a lot more of a reality coming towards the end of the season. But I, I do think we'll get a spark out of Marinelli. I really do. I think we'll get a little more fire. I hope to uh, see a cleaner game from these guys and a little more discipline out there. Thanks for the thanks for the question. I could see I love that. I love the question. Yeah, thanks, Raider Warlord. That is a good one. And yeah, for me, Rod Marinelli, just simplify things. Simplify things for Thursday night. That's about all you can do on a short week. There's no way you can implement any of your new ideas or anything like that, especially on a short week against a division rival. Simplify things. Maybe throw in a a, a wrinkle or two. And, you know, allow your players to play faster and, and to stop all the thinking and, and guessing and reading and reacting. Just let your, let your athletes go, turn them loose, especially after the quarterback. Get them, you know, upfield after Justin Herbert, make them uncomfortable. And, you know, sometimes when you change a defensive coordinator, any coordinator, it can be like changing a quarterback where – when you change a quarterback, even if the quarterback isn't any good, sometimes you get a two or three game bump because teams don't have film on the new quarterback. They don't have film on the new plays for the new quarterback, and it takes them a few days or a few games rather to catch up. And I'm hoping that the Marinelli effect could give us the Raiders. Maybe the rest of the season, teams are searching to catch up with what we're doing new defensively, even though it doesn't have to be anything major as far as changes, just subtle, subtle tweaks is all you need. Just change your tendencies is all you need. You can still call the same plays. Just change your tendencies. Sometimes it's all that it takes for defense or for offensive coordinators to be behind for for two or three weeks. And, you know, that'll be the end of the season. So maybe we get a the Marinelli bump to close the season. I don't know. Man, I hope so. That's about all we could all we could ask for. Next question. Michael Hazard from Facebook. I think this is a really interesting one. Pretty cut and dry and to the point here, Raspy. Michael Hazard wants to know, what's up with all the Raiders challenging the fans on Twitter and wanting to fight the fans? Oh, man. I, what is up with that? I don't that, know, that's... man. What have what what, what things come to? This is what guys are worried about? And with everything else that's transpired, this I understand there's frustration. I get it. But, man, we're the guys that we stand by you each and every day. Uh, we put on for you each and every week. You can't be can't be talking to guys like that, man. There, there's been some things that have been said by guys that just haven't been here long enough to have any clue of what this being a Raider truly means, let alone to be calling diehard, long-time, lifelong Raider fans out on just nonsensical stuff. I mean, come on, man. What are we doing? Let's let our play do the talking. I agree. And, you know, this went on before the Colts game, too. There was a whole lot of that. And then they come out and and 
lay an egg in a must, not a must win game, but as close as you can get to a must win game, a play, a playoff environment style game. And they lay, a, they lay an egg and then they wonder why certain fans are saying some of the things that they've been saying, look, I'm not a big guy who likes to get on social media and tweet at yeah, right at players. I'm not going to get on and tweet it at Trent Brown or Derek Carr. I just think that's Bush league. Okay. I'm, I'm, that's not what I'm about, but you know, I see a lot of these players, you know, players coming out saying that fans are, you know, why do fans come out and call us out because you're not a pro athlete. So you can't do what we do. Is that really where we're going guys? Does that, if you really, have you really thought that through? So does that mean, and you guys know who you are, you players that, that have said those things, you guys know who you are. Does that mean you guys can't criticize the president? Didn't some of you guys criticize Trump? Wait a minute. You guys aren't politicians, right? You can't do what they do. Have you guys ever watched a movie? You know, have you guys ever watched a movie that you saw and you were like, yeah, I liked it, but I would have, in the, you know, in the end, I would have rather that the character A did this instead of B or whatever. I would have rather this happened instead of that. Are you a Hollywood director? Are you a screenwriter? Have you ever eaten a meal and you thought that the, the, the steak wasn't cooked properly? Are you Bobby Flay? Are you a chef? Are you Gordon Ramsay? See how stupid that sounds? If, if that's the world that we're going to live in, then basically nobody can criticize anybody that, unless you're part of that profession. You can't criticize anything unless you're in that profession. So get out of here with that. You don't want us criticizing you guys. Go out there and make the playoffs for more than one time in the last 2,000 years. If you don't want to hear criticism, don't lay an egg in a must-win game against a good football team in the, in, in the Indianapolis Colts. You don't want criticism? Don't take a Hail Mary to Henry Ruggs to save your season against an 0-11 team that's trying to lose football games. I get sick and tired of it, Raspy. I really do, man. Where's your head at? I feel you. It's, it's, no, I feel you. It's ridiculous, Sorry. man. I mean, Sorry. Like, you know, you literally, you're going to buy You're going to start getting so bought into this, man, that you're going to take away any focus from what you're trying to do on the football field. You got a job to do, man, for your fans. We're the ones that are buying your gear. We're the ones that are pushing your I mean, product, man. You need us. Whether you like it or not, you need right. us, man. If you don't have us, you ain't got anything. You see what it's like this year, playing in stadiums, the hollow fans. Man, give me a break. Tell me that doesn't mean something, man. You got to show us some respect, too. We've been rooting. I've been rooting for this team, bleeding this forever. 35 years, man. Talking to me about uh, how you're going to go prove something to somebody, man. Prove it on the field. You know, I just don't I'm understand either, that man. mentality. It's immature, it's I just childish, really don't. Man. It's no. ridiculous, dude. It's absolutely ridiculous, man. It is. I mean, so they really expect fans to sit in the stadium, right? And they see a play happen. They see a touchdown pass or whatever. And we're just supposed to sit there and say, oh, oh, we don't know what yeah. we're seeing because we're not professional athletes. So do you cheer? Do we? So we shouldn't be cheering you guys on either because we don't know what we're seeing. We, For all we know, you guys may suck, right? Patrick Mahomes may suck. How do I know if he's good? I'm not a pro athlete, so I can't judge it, right? Get out of here with that. That's absolute trash. Go out there and do your job. And some of these guys that are saying this stuff aren't even starters. Some of these guys that are saying this stuff can't even start on the Raiders' sorry defense. You know who you are. So I would just, you know, tighten that up before you, you come after the fans. You know, wow, just just yeah, really sorry, yeah, Raspy. It just bothers me, man. You're going to come after us after all we've all we've, we've put up with this franchise since before these guys even – well, some of these guys weren't even born, and we were seeing losing seasons with the, with the Raiders. 
and they're going to come after us like we don't have the right to criticize when this defense is giving up points at a rate that hasn't been seen since the World War II. You know what I'm saying? I mean, get out of here with that, man. We won't cheer for you either then because we don't know what we're seeing, right? Get out of here with that, man. Sorry, nation. It just kind of yeah, don't kind insult, of don't insult people's intelligence and so. our ability to know what's going on too, man. I mean, we can all judge stuff that we're not a part of. We right. do it all the time. I see football players watching NBA. You guys criticize, you know, rap stars. You know, unless you're not a professional rapper, I don't want right. to. Unless you're Jay Z, I don't want to hear it. Right? Unless you're James Harden, I don't want to hear what you think about the Lakers. Yeah. Right? So, better be careful before you start going down that 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 path. All, all I want to hear from you guys is football. I don't want to hear your opinion on anything else because that's what you do. You don't do anything. You're professional football players. See how stupid that sounds. So let's just not do right. that. Then, let's just, yeah. you know, moving on. Go win on Thursday <laughs> night. You, it takes care of business. I, like I was going to bring up a, a coordinator name. I think I'll save that for cool. the next show just, just, just to save on time. But prediction time. Uh Prediction and score. What what you got, man? This is a must win. Do the Raiders I think do it? It's going to be another tight one, man. I mean, we're not going to walk away with anything just because that's just not what we do. Not what we do. I do. I think it's going to be <laughs> like another nail biter, man, and come down to possibly a field goal. I'm calling. And I'm calling this because we have to win. And I'm not going to call us to lose a game. You know, I'm not going to go off of how pissed off I've been with all the the last few weeks of nonsense, man. 27-24, go win the game. Wow. Wow. Really? The exact score I've got. Really? Raiders 27, the exact <laughs> score don't, that I've got. Man, we I, don't talk about this. Go. We I don't used talk to, about this I usually, nation, I promise you. I mean, I mean, really don't. We don't talk about this. We don't coordinate the score. We kind of like to surprise each other with the scores that we, that we have. No. Yeah, it, it's. I I usually pick the Raiders to to clear the thirty point threshold, but I just don't know. I did the, the the offense with Gruden and everything. I just don't know with Rugs being out. That really worries me. The Chargers defense being pretty sound in the air. The Raiders struggles on the ground also concern me. But you know, I just think that. I just think the Raiders pull this one out. I think it's going to be close, like Raspy said, and they pull it out a last-second field goal, 27-24, and they stay alive for another week. I, you know, I wish I could say that they were going to walk away with one, but like Raspy said, that just doesn't happen with us. I do think that the defense plays better, though. I do think the defense well, plays I think better. Hold, I think holding them to 24 and, you see, and winning a game, I think then, uh, I'd be happy with that, with the defense, man. We just had 44, we just had 44 rung, on too- up, rung up on us last week. So 24, <laughs> I'd be happy as hell with. <laughs> well, no doubt. And that 24 points is league average this year. So if he could get us down to league average, one thing I will say real quick, though, I won't bring up my defensive coordinator name this week. I'll, I'll save that for. Uh, probably a show next week we'll we'll throw some more names out but one thing i will say that i've changed my mind on you know i hear a lot of raider fans saying that all we need is a defensive coordinator for the, for the next defensive coordinator all he needs to do really is to uh make it to where the defense is average right i've heard that a lot that 
the D just has to be average. I don't think that that I've been thinking about that. I don't no, agree I with that anymore. It. And it's just simply because of this. Gruden plays to his defense too much, guys. It, it, no matter how good the offense is, he'll unplug the offense when it starts to get around 24 to 30 points, and he'll start to play to the defense. Do you guys really want to close out games in 2021 and beyond where Gruden is conf- you know, putting the game every week on the line with an average defense? an average, to, Or do we need something better than that I to, think to hold defense, that up? I don't and, know. and I'm on that side. <laughs> I said it. <laughs> I think more I think I think more I've I think said more it too. what it is, is like we're just begging for at least an average defense. Obviously, all a nation wants the best defense. So don't get me wrong. I I think that's just it's just I think if we've been we've been deprived for so long that we're just like begging, like, give us a top fifteen defense. <laughs> so I think that's where that comes from. I don't think anybody wants to settle for any of that. Or I don't think I don't think that's what it is at all. I think it's just we're all just stretching so hard to not be in the bottom third. And I definitely hear that. You know, it's just I guess. I just don't trust. I think if we had, if Gruden called the offense the way that we wanted him to and put the points on the board, I think an average defense would do it. But I just know Gruden will get a lead and he'll and he'll put the brakes on and so he'll start deferring to the defense. And if you defer to an average defense, <laughs> so if we have they'll a, catch so up. So we have the number one defense. Ball game is he going to let us score a touchdown and then take the the foot off the gas or what? <laughs> <laughs> I think he would. I think he needs a. I think he needs a better than average yeah, defense yeah. because of the way he we'll wants to defer late in games. If you're going to defer, if you defer constantly to an average defense yeah. late in games, you know, and he he'll start pulling the plug in the third quarter at times. If he if 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 you're putting up the numbers, so you know it, it, that that's something to where they need to, we need to be careful with that. We need to get a guy. We need a good defense. Shoot right. high. We need to shoot higher than that. I was just I was just so, saying in defense just that. Thought. we're just so used to having a garbage. And I I was one of those that was saying that too. I just was starting to think about that. Is that really going to be good enough if he's going to be taking the air out of the ball halfway through the third quarter and putting it on the D? We've seen it over and over since he's come back. So unless you want to have games where the game appears to be over a, a bunch in the third quarter and then we're sweating it out in the last two minutes every week. Right. You know? It's going to take something better than an average defense to hold those leads, so especially in our division. So going forward, but think so, man. This week? It's uh, pretty cut and dry. We got to go win a ball game. Got to go win a ball game in a must-win situation, guys. We appreciate you, Nation. We, every, each and every one of you that listen to us every week, like us, hate us or anything in between. We appreciate you. We need you. And um, you're the reason why we do this. You're the reason why we keep doing this each and every week. And um, this is a big game Thursday night, guys. Enjoy it. There's, we could be coming down to the end of the season, but you know, just keep the faith and it's not over till it's over out there guys. So I, I think that we can pull this one out and live to fight another day and, as a Raider fan, I don't know what more you can really ask. And with that, for my partner, Mr. Raspy Raider, this is Raider Heart, as always, leaving you guys with the words of, or at least a play on the words of the late, great Mr. Al Davis. The Raiders just have to win out, baby. Go Raiders! <laughs>